0: Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kowan Saluja. Our first reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, and the topic is Getting Needs Met. Picture yourself walking through a meadow. There is a path opening before you. As you walk, you feel hungry. Look to your left. There's a fruit tree in full ripe. Pick what you need. Steps later, you notice you're thirsty. On your right, there's a fresh water spring. When you are tired, a resting place emerges. When you are lonely, a friend appears to walk with you. When you get lost, a teacher with a map appears. Before long, you notice the flow, need and supply, desire and fulfillment. Maybe you wonder someone gave me the need because someone planned to fulfill it. Maybe I had to feel the need so I would notice and accept the gift. Maybe closing my eyes to the desire closes my arms to its fulfillment. Demand and supply, desire and fulfillment. A continuous cycle unless we break it. All the necessary supplies have already been planned and provided for this journey. Today, everything I need shall be supplied to me. Uh, not a lot of comments here. I think uh, a couple things come up for here is faith. Uh, and, uh, you know, a little bit of synchronicity. Um, I was reading um, Dale Carnegie's book, How to Start Worrying and Stop Living. And uh, I think there was this advice about living in daytime compartments and, you know, combine that with being spiritually guided to like the next right thing. You know, sometimes, you know, over planning, you know, planning is good. Over planning is, you know, another form of control. Uh, You know, and again, I'm always kind of speaking for myself not speaking for anybody else. And... uh, You know, over-planning is control. And I remember that thing sometimes that people say, you know, you make a plan and God laughs. And, you know, I think the follow-up to that is, you know, God has a much better plan. The next reading also comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go. And the topic is balance. Seek balance. I could almost stop right there. You know, until I got into recovery, I didn't know that balance was a good thing. Uh, It's something that is actually something I'm practicing. Uh, you know, how to do different things in a day rather than do one thing at a time. And I think part of the do one thing at a time was kind of like this Hail Mary concept of like rescuing a family, uh, you know, a dysfunctional family. So, oh, this might be the one. Oh, this might be the one. Or do that one thing, but then, you know, kind of try to fit in what I want to do late at night. And, you know, what balance has given me is the ability to do something for a certain amount of time in a day that I thought I had to work for, you know, like, okay, maybe in eight years I'll relax, you know? And it's like, no, you can actually relax now. And I think that dovetails very nicely with the last, you know, the first passage, you know, that I read is just, you know, if you need to rest, take it. Back to the reading Balance emotions with reason, combine detachment with doing our part, balance giving with receiving, alternate work with play business with personal activities. I really like the order here. It was play business with personal activities. Balance tending to our spiritual needs with tending to our other needs. Juggle responsibilities to others with responsibilities to ourselves. Balance caring about others with caring about ourselves. Whenever possible, let's be good to others, but be good to ourselves too. Some of us have to make up for lost time, Today I will strive for balance. I love that part too because there is some parts of like the recovery community where I just think, you know, certain things are very self-flagellating and it's like some of us already have been hard on ourselves and that's not actually the issue, you know. So anyways, another great reading. Now our next reading comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery and the topic is workplace recovery. We have a high tolerance for workplace dysfunction and tend to stick it out in an unhappy job because we lack the self-esteem to leave. And God, it feels so good to like read this out because I realized that it wasn't my skills that led me, uh, you know, to 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 actually break this pattern, finally break this pattern. And, you know, I'm not 12, you know, so I've had that pattern of, you know being unafraid to, you know, leave dysfunctional situations because the other thing is it does feel familiar too. So, um, God, this work is so important, (laughs) but, but I need to balance, uh, the next reading, uh, many, or I'm sorry, back to this reading. Many of us were trained to be numb. So we were, we didn't speak up for ourselves at work or anywhere because it made us feel guilty. When we were abused, we stayed with past respectable limits. We were prone to being bullied. When put on the spot, we usually crumbled, even though we knew in our gut we were right. Underneath, we seethed with anger and resentment. And I think those are the things that, like, just to keep coming back and to realize that anger is okay. Uh, you know, as Julie Cameron in The Artist's Way says, anger is not the issue. You know, sloth, despair, and self pity is the issue. Anger is a story and can point us to the right direction, but if suppressed, comes out in the wrong direction. As we charge and grow with the steps, sponsorship and meeting attendance, we take a recovery with us everywhere. We see direct results as we leave destructive self-abuse behind in our personal life and detach from those we are addicted to. Oftentimes, our parents. In our work life, it can seem as if a spell has been broken. People who used to push us or around us or take us for granted now begin to respond differently as we set healthy limits we're changing the rules and it has a ripple effect we are more than our jobs and now give ourselves the gift of free time to enjoy the things we like this builds our character and self-esteem one day at a time on this day i will begin to stand up for myself at work and elsewhere when i need to i will gently say no to what is not right for me and celebrate my successes i will ask for help to deal with anything negative I may get in return. Okay, so much good stuff here. Ask for help. Um, realize that, you know, I'm more than, you know, you know, some of us were raised in families that were not just only alcoholic, but workaholic. Uh, and just to realize that I'm more, you know, than my job and that, you know, and the irony is taking care of myself makes me a better worker. Worrying about stuff does not actually make me a better worker among workers. Ooh, and the last, connect- uh, the, sorry, the last reading also comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is connection. As adult children, we have lived a life of isolation for too long. Recovery is about connection. We often hear in meetings that the program works when you work it, and we do work hard at it, but sometimes we find ourselves suddenly, it seems, relapsing. We're worried about saying the wrong thing, not feeling connected with those around us, Feeling overwhelmed, procrastinating, and wasting our time on escapes instead of doing something good for ourselves, you know, such as sleep, picking up the phone, going to a meeting, uh, you know, playing a sport. When we realize what's going on, we may ask ourselves, how can I pull myself out of this? And that, there's that I thing that you know, I think the thing, the thing to realize is you know, the surrender is like I can't do it alone. But that, back to the reading, but that question misses the point of how the program works. The better question is, who can I reach out to? I have a couple of friends. I'm thinking, I didn't have that before. We remind ourselves that we're no longer alone. Being compulsively self-reliant keeps us stuck in a place we no longer want to be. And the other thing is, reach out to people, but also be careful to reach out to. I think that slogan, or not slogan, that saying I heard, go where the love is, not where it should be. Back to the reading. In understanding that we have options, we learned that the simple act of picking up the phone or going to a meeting can make all the difference. It just takes a little trust. What have we got to lose? Perhaps just our feelings of worthlessness, self-pity, shame, and self-loathing that can seem to lurk just around the corner. The other thing is, like, people are not as scary, you know, especially when you're kind of an adult and you have, you know, skills that you may not have had in childhood and also a way of articulating things. Back to the reading. And how good it feels to work through these feelings one day at a time. We find out that the program works. We now have enough evidence. On this day, I trust that the simple act of connecting with a fellow ACA and what the program is all about can keep me on a positive path with my higher power and my recovery. And that concludes today's episode of Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kowant Salucha reminding myself to pause because that's where God is, to love myself and... To feel all of my feelings, which is fine, just be careful which feelings I act on.